1: what is up people what is going on what, and literally i'm asking what is up because i am with anthony antonelli brad sellers myself this is not the wrong show this is the ultimate cleveland sports show except jay's sick bull's sick g's sick jason's late steve becker's in philadelphia
2: and i'm the rookie on the all-star team you're saying he's
1: the rookie on the all-star team <laughs> thomas is in columbus we had to call in the ghostbusters for this show guys <laughs> Uh, we came in this morning, did not expect to be in this chair. Anthony did not expect to be in that chair. Hello, hello. He won't be in that chair in a few minutes when Jason gets yeah, here. I'm just We're going to kick him yeah. back to the booth, but as it stands, Jason is in route.
2: I was this close to doing my opening play-by-play running the show. <laughs> I was this
1: close, people, <laughs> this close. Brad came in. Brad is our color commentator. Extraordinary. We're going to set him up for some alley-oops today. We do have a. Uh, before we get into the schedule and what's on, on the docket for today, we do have to talk about the fact that our three main guys, we have done 177 UCSS shows. That's crazy. We have never had a show without G, Bull, or J. We've had mix and match of combinations, but never a full show without any of the three. Question for you, Brad.
2: What's up with these immune systems? Well,
1: hey, but <laughs> how good does it feel to have the freedom without those three bogging us down? I mean, they're really what brings the show down. Uh, to the daily listen,
2: basis. You gotta listen, you got to pay attention to the scientists. <laughs> you got to go get your boosters, right? <laughs> CBS to do it for you for free if you got an insurance card.
1: And, and Brad's going to get all of his points out today. No yeah, cutoff. No question. Yeah, easy. Well, it is the three-year anniversary of Kobe's uh, passing. Brad might go for 82 today yeah, yeah, without it. the panel set. If you up. go we're for gonna,
2: 82, you might as well go for 100. <laughs> we're
1: going to set him up like Will Chamberlain back in the 60s. Donna Mitchell scored 71. Brad, you're going for the Cavs record today. Uh, we do a big show, though. We are talking Brown's free agent topics are wish list: Who should Andrew Berry in and this front office target as they move on into the first stages of free agency? DeQuel Jackson is going to join us at 11:30 to address all things Browns, plus some allegations that he may have been the one that stole Tito's scooter. Have you heard about this?
2: No, I have not. I well, saw Tito last night. You saw it? Well, he had his scooter back, yeah, and we're going to ask him face it, to too. face. Oh, Tito yeah. oh, yeah. and I talked about it. He was very happy about
3: getting his scooter back. Hey, if pull he, he the was bo- the one that took it. Wait, that's me. Never mind. I can't pull up tagboard tag board from here.
1: Anthony's learned. This is Anthony's first time on set. Uh, Anthony, how does it feel to be in a, in a big chair for once? Uh, it's warmer
3: out here with the lights. I'm not freezing <laughs> yeah, against yeah. the cold wall. I actually yeah. don't don't hate it. Don't hate it. What camera? Oh, that
1: one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah that I got to figure that one out. Uh, and real quick before we get into the next part, Anthony, you're in the comfy chairs for once.
3: Yeah, no, I, the chairs in the booth suck. <laughs> oh, Look, I hate them. Uh, we we got to get that so correct. <laughs> oh, there's just not a lot of room back there. Well, if we put uh, one of these back there. Well, down, here, hey, well hold on. Now. They're
2: well. renovating the progressive field. We might as well renovate the studio, right? Uh, with it. Just, We got a small section to do.
4: And we're how about
1: this. Earl behind the glass today? Earl stepped up, moved around. Earl, how you feel today, brother?
4: It's Kobe day, man. I feel good. The Mamba mentality is
2: setting in.
1: You got on your sweatshirt? Kind
4: of, it's kind of, yeah, man. Shout out to Kobe, man.
2: Look, come on. How y'all feel? We feel great. It's we'll feel showtime, good. baby. It's Thursday. Listen, it's like the, this is like the post office server, baby. 24 <laughs> 7, know, 365. We don't uh, stop. No rain, sleet, or snow. We still do. No.
1: no, I think I just next saw Jason pull in, telling. by the way. Yeah, oh, next time. I was going to start man checking
3: my watch. <laughs> no, you,
1: you'll, you'll survive, Anthony. We'll, we'll get to the first topic in a sec. We're also going to do no fence riders today. Conference championship edition. Only one of the five questions were unanimous, which means we're going to have some great back and forth. And even the one that was unanimous, I think you can make a case for the other side. We just all. Happen to agree. And then we're going to do a little Kobe tribute memorial, remembering number 24, the Black Mamba, right. for everything he did, not just for the basketball community itself, but – his Impact on the world in general, it will there. not be forgotten. Don't worry about that.
2: Stop, stop looking at your eyes. <laughs> yeah, stop stop, you're not your freshman here. all right? You don't looking at your Stop looking at the he door. Is nervous.
3: <laughs> I got the freshman 15 minutes. I'm like, wait, I saw Jason last night <laughs> yeah. at the Cleveland Sports
2: Awards show. Oh, so he's still I saw, I saw, him, I saw him as I walked in. Me and uh, Jim Trussell walked in, talked to Jason for a hot second. I ain't seen Jason no more. Right? No. I ain't seen no more. I, I was this
3: just going when I when I interviewed for this job, they're like, yeah, it's a behind-the-scenes job. You don't have to worry about anything. And then they're like, by the way, there's a camera in the producer chair, so when you switch over, you're going to be on air. And I was like,
1: what did I get myself into? we are good. You're good.
2: Just be a coattail rider. We're good. You know how we <laughs> talked
1: about, an Anthony, I'm going to do you dirty real quick. I'll go so for you know. it. But you know how we talked about running the first play for Mobley? Yeah. Getting him more involved early you so he feels Anthony more comfortable the rest an, of the show? You get Anthony involved. Yeah, yeah Anthony, we're going to start with you. Oh, go for it. The Browns have a lot of holes to fill this offseason, my man. I didn't make a list last night. You did not make a list because <laughs> you did not expect to be here. But, hey, no. we're going to get you involved early. If the Browns were to sign one player this offseason, just one, who would you want them to go after the I most? Don't,
3: I don't have any names, but I do think we need a wide receiver. I, I think we yeah. need somebody who has speed that can replace shorts because I don't think he's coming back. I don't think there's any hope for him to improve. I don't think we, we, can't, we can't use him. I, I think we need to replace him. That's my number one list in that behind defensive tackle.
2: Schwartz is still
1: on the team? He's still on the team, last I heard. Hey, he? hey, Earl, let's make sure we write that down and clip that for Anthony. Let's get his first social clip up go. on his first hot you take. Mean, you
2: mean he's technically still on the team?
1: For now,
3: us Anthony's have to stick together, See, because but at some I, point listen, you just got to give listen, it up.
2: I've been there too. I like, I'm on the <laughs> roster, but I, I have really. no no anticipation <laughs> of coming back here. Swartz's tap cards not working again. <laughs> no, been cut because the, check, the checks are still coming to a date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so technically I'm still on
1: the team. Yeah, so the Browns do have a ton of needs. I think we all agree defensive tackles in need. Absolutely wide receivers in need. Mm-hmm. I think there are linebackers out there who make uh, a lot absolutely. of sense in this team. Wide receivers, so which we're going to talk about. Uh, and we want to hear from you guys. So when Anthony steps out of this chair and goes to the back, put in the YouTube comments who you want to see the Browns go after the most. Give me one guy and one position. So whether it's one player and or one position that needs to be addressed. Uh, and defensive tackle is the, the obvious number one here, I yes. think. Not, not obvious, but I think at least that's what I'm going to say. I know that's what Earl's going to say when we get to it. Uh, defensive tackle is your number one position for free agency like them to address.
2: There's no doubt. I think that the, we have to shore up this, this this defensive line. I mean, I think that was the thing that was really. I mean, we could have probably won two or three more games. If we had just solidified that. Just
1: been halfway confident. Just, just been oh, right he has, here, yeah, right? Just halfway. So competent.
2: those two or three games,
1: probably we had a
2: chance to probably slide into the playoffs. Probably. Yeah. So uh, I think that has to be show, show, uh, shored up, and I think I'm not worried about so much about the wide receiver. You got quality wide receivers in college now. That's, now, yeah, I, think I, totally that's I think that's. A, I think that's an easy steal. If somebody, no, easy steal if somebody knows how to do their homework, yep. right? I think that if you're down in the weeds and figure out exactly uh, where quality receivers are coming from, you should be able to come up with something, right? <laughs> here, I, I'll turn to my own alma mater. Ohio State seems to be producing a slew of wide receivers, yeah, right? And they all yeah. get slept on until they get to the NFL. Then you're like, where did this dude come from?
1: Yeah, I think there are some interesting options at the receiver position in free agency. We're going to talk about those guys in a little bit here, but... To Brad's point, wide receivers now come out of college, really come out of high school into college and ready contribute to go. immediately. They come out of college to the NFL ready to contribute immediately. Look at Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Look at Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Look at Drake London this year. Look at Garrett Wilson with the Jets. I mean, these guys Alave. are coming in. A lot, yeah, I mean, three Ohio State guys in the last two. Jamison Williams. Yeah.
2: Who started you, saw him, you saw him come Ohio back in, in, in Detroit. He like blazing again. Uh,
1: already. So I do <laughs> think in the second, third round, there are receiver options, which is why I would look elsewhere in free agency as my number one need. And we're, like I said, we're going to talk about all these in a sec. I saw something real quick on the draft yesterday. We are supposed to have Dane Brugler from The Athletic on uh, yesterday. He had to drop out last minute. He's going to come on next week with us now. He had Jalen Hyatt ranked as his ninth best receiver in this class. Now, Jalen Hyatt's a guy out of Tennessee who was one of the best receivers in the, in the league. I'm not sure if he won the Bulletnikoff Award, but he was one of the finalists, I know. And he's a guy with Haslam as the owner, has those Tennessee ties. We've all looked at it as if he's there in the second round, that's the guy you got to take. Well, if he's not even a top 8-9 receiver – they're going to have options in that second or third round of pickup, a really quality receiver later in the draft. And I'm excited to see how Barry, Podesta, Stefanski has them kind of attack this entire offseason knowing they have so many different positions to fill.
2: Well, here's the thing. You have so many different positions to fill. There's no excuse that you don't fill them. Yeah. Again, it goes down to, I believe, scouting staff, who knows what they're looking at. And some of the people you're looking at, I don't pay attention to who won the awards. That's hearsay to to a point because it's based on somebody's opinion. I need somebody to know what they're looking at, right? Yep. And I can say, whether you won an award or not, you can play. Yeah, It's like the if, if I was doing high school basketball, it's like the McDonald's list, right? I have, whole, got, I have a
1: whole issue you with You got that people that, on the McDonald's list
2: that couldn't play dead at a funeral, right? <laughs> but somehow they end up in this game. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's that's not true. about that. It's about knowing what these two things here show you and tell you. Because that's where the Browns are. The yeah. Browns need real help right now on a multitude of levels. And I think all the levels that they need can be filled if somebody knows constructively what we're doing and what the goals are.
1: Now we're gonna find out really soon if Andrew Berry is a lucky GM or a talented, or a talented talent evaluator. Exactly. Because he hit on some late round picks this year, and from year to year, that's not always the case. You're gonna hit on some, you're gonna miss on some, but the best always hit in those mid rounds. We've seen the Bengals do that year after year, which is how their roster is top to bottom so talented, despite the fact they haven't really paid anyone major, major money yet in free agency. Trey Hendrickson is their biggest free agent signing in three years, and you look at that roster, mm-hmm. and they're gonna to have to pay Burrow, they're gonna to have to pay Chase Higgins. Mm-hmm. But they've done such a good job filling the but middle it's of that the other roster guys. with third, fourth, right. fifth round picks. I want to bring Earl in on this. Earl, we made, a, we made a, a wish list yesterday, and yours and mine were a little different. So where do you think their number one target in free agency uh, needs to be, position-wise first?
4: I think mine's a defensive tackle. Uh, I would love to have a Deron Payne. We've already talked about it, how more likely than not, the Washington Commanders is going to hit him with a franchise tag. Uh, Javon Hargrave seems like the most realistic out, uh, option, and I like Dalvin Tomlinson from Minnesota. I think you got to shore up the interior of that defensive line. You know, Shorts talked about a system being what it is and generating pressure with the front four. We already know that that's the weakest position group. I do think he'll be able to coach the young guys up that's on the team, but you still need to be able to add a guy that's an impact
1: player right away. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I do think Washington's going to end up franchising Payne. Yeah. You don't let guys who are that talented that young walk for nothing. But one of the things we're mi- not missing, but I think one other benefit of shoring up the interior of the defensive line is not only does it help with the run game, but you could have a tackle that commands at least a chip block from a center, which unleashes Miles to go one-on-one on the outside. Mm-hmm. And we had Teresa Walker on Tuesday talk about how Schwartz gets the best out of his outside pass rushers and gets pressure, and there is Jason speeding in through the parking lot. I just that was <laughs> that was like the flash coming through He's the like, window. Anthony
3: hasn't said anything in ten minutes. Yeah. I gotta get in there. Oh, I'm passing <laughs> to you
1: next. I'm to you. But if you get a hardgrave, if you get a Dalvin Tomlinson, if you get one of those free yeah. agents, there's a guy from Kansas City, Nomady, who I really like on the defensive line too. That's just gonna help unlock Miles on the outside to hopefully get in the conversation for defensive player of the year which he was snubbed snub's tough work oh, you can you're there. not
2: snubbed i mean the team was awful right how are you gonna yeah. how are you going to be defensive player of the year and the team was awful cuz
1: i mean he did you look at the because if you're the defensive metrics. player
2: of the year that means you've lifted up the team Fair, right fair, so fair.
1: His numbers do stay though when you look at top to no, bottom man.
2: it's not just the numbers it's this is not a numbers game this <sighs> well, is that's about the this, debate. Can you oh, i'm saying he should i'm saying he should
1: win i'm saying he's capable to be in that top 3 he's a quality
2: player there's no question one of the best you're not the player of the league. i like, listen, you don't see no player of the league coming from Northwestern, do you? But
1: it's not It's not defensive <laughs> MVP. Don't. It's just the best defensive player of the year. You can't be. I'm, listen, I'm not saying he should win it. I just think he has a case to be in that There is no three.
2: case to be made. There is a case
4: win
1: to be Win some made. games and there is a case I to be made. <laughs> to be I think made. you
3: got to be a playoff team to be accountable. Well, You've got
1: to be. But let me like. Get, you're devaluing and, and everything I'll, else. Yeah, yeah let me get this question in before
3: Jason takes my spot. And this might be a dumb question. Yeah, you're about to get And Jason's inside. But. So do you focus more on shoring up for the run or do you want someone who can help Miles get pressured? Which do you go after first? What's the priority? Well I there? think
2: I think you need first to shore up the middle. where do you go? Shore up <laughs> the middle. Don't worry about it, you still got time.
1: <laughs> you're gonna get a question <laughs> and an yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. Perfect.
2: You need <laughs> to shore up the middle. I think that unleashes Miles. The other thing is that the people don't say, you're losing you're gonna lose Clowney.
1: Clowny's gone. So yeah, who, he, he's not bad. So who's
2: coming off the other edge? Right? So it's, it's two ways. Ah, last time I saw you was there with Trestle last Can night. we get a round of applause here for
1: Mr. Jason, Jason Lloyd? that's how we do it. Sorry that's
2: all right. That's how we do it. This is what happens when people are Jake sick. Jake got hit
1: by a car and made it before Jason got people in People get
2: sick, right? Last-minute call in. So
1: it's, Shout no, out to my man Jason Jason was Lloyd. supposed to be here today. It, I had a, uh, but I he had was a, doing a, something special. He gets, he gets a, a pass.
0: I had an appointment this morning that ran really late, and there was nothing I could do about it. You're a team it, player. So I apologize. Yeah, you're a team no. player. And thank you to the nice officer on 71 who let, let me go. Oh, sir, let you go.
1: I showed him the show like, I got to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he understood, and here I am.
1: Well, Jason, let's, let's open this up to you now. We're talking about free agent wish lists, biggest free agent needs for the Browns this year.
5: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah, there you go.
1: Anthony said <coughs> wide receiver. Brad, myself, and Earl all said defensive tackle. Do you agree that defensive tackle in free agency is the number one position the Browns, if they're going to make a splash, should make a splash? In?
0: Yeah, I think they'll probably wind up Using their second rounder on a receiver, I think uh, there's. You know, I think I said this the other day. First and second round guys, I think, can make an immediate impact on the field at the receiver position. Third round and after, yeah. it gets a little Should've bit been. more developmental. We right. saw it with David Bell; didn't really make that much of an impact. They need someone right away. So, I, and I think that there's. It, we're a little bit early on the whole free agency thing because we don't know what teams are going to do in terms of re-signing their own guys a Duron Payne a guy from Washington defensive tackle that that's at the top of my list a big beefy guy who can fill the middle He's
2: young though right so
0: but I, Payne, he, yeah Payne's very yeah, young. I, I say this the chance you get a young
2: guy is slim to none
0: Well right now I, he's a free agent I, I, Washington'll probably well, they, resign to put the money up
2: right so you got to you got to think like that What I'm looking for is somebody that gets cut waived yep. released that might Be serviceable for a minute. I need to find a real solution. I'm not sure I'm going to find that solution where I'm drafting from or anything else is where I think I need to be. Well, you
0: don't have a first. Right. uh, Second-round pick. You know, they they definitely need a defensive end and probably two defensive tackles. And we've seen them turn over the defensive tackle room twice now. It was the Malik's two years ago, Malik Jackson, Malik McDowell last year, obviously, or this past year, Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan some of these guys are going to be back guys that disappointed you they're going to be back you, you, can't, you replace can't replace everybody, everybody no, the you cannot, but and, and the hope is with jim schwartz with a year of development you get more out of them especially a guy like jordan elliott now is he going to be the starter and is he going to play as many snaps next year i don't know i would like to see I I another can't. new defensive tackle or two but but jordan elliott's going to be on this roster next year Taven Bryan I can't, may I can't, not I can't,
2: be I can't, I can't bank on that thing here give me give me a guy that has javon done, hargrave give me a guy that has done something out here right and he may have, he may be long in the tooth, right? Disregarded by the team he was from. I just need you to help me shore this
0: thing up, right? I just do. Well, that's the Malik Jackson route. Well, of but two I tell you what's ago. here.
2: Listen, we had. Remember when we had Open Jovi here.
0: I hated oh to see come him, on now. Though. I hated they, to see Larry. He, Jones. Nobody, game, but see,
2: nobody. But nobody had any. They couldn't understand the value of what he was doing there, right?
0: I would be thrilled if Larry Ogunjobi was exactly. back on this team. I would take him back in a second. He's a, a free second. agent. I mean, yeah. he's, and, and he's bounced around a little yeah. bit. Cincinnati to Pittsburgh. He's staying in the division. Like, come on back here, dog. We need you back here. right? Good friends with Miles. Him right. and Miles yeah. are close. I said, this
2: is what I'm talking about. You have to, the people now running the organization, I saw a bunch of them last night at the Sports Awards dinner, right? Somebody here, you're getting the weeds here. I mean, you're in the lab now. You're in the chemistry lab here. Yeah. you got to make this thing work here. you got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Somebody should be sleeping at night. They should be up every night, 3 o'clock in the morning. Let me figure out who's in reading every paper, every wire list, who's thinking about getting waived, right? Yeah. Who knows who, right? You know the deal. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is how we construct
1: the team. Yeah, so we, we've we all heard now defensive tackles number one guy. If Payne hits the free agency market,
0: he's yeah. going to get paid he's going to get a oh, lot yeah. Someone's of money gonna pay him. I, I do think
1: Washington ends up franchise tagging him and then working out a he probably stays there Washington is he's on, on, the, on
0: the wish list yeah. Washington is on the edge of
2: something here did, yeah, you, yeah. See, did exactly.
1: you see them and, and you don't. you yeah. don't let oh, him Oh, you are not
0: walking away from here
1: especially one with that much talent that here, much production here
0: he's a first round pick they're yeah. invested in him
2: the fan base in Washington will not allow you to to walk away right they're not they're
1: well, not the one thing you got to consider though and it's exactly apples to apples but Snyder's Daniel Snyder, their owner, is going through a lot of stuff. Right? Does he want to spend another boatload of money on a player for a team that he yeah. may not actually yeah. be in control of yeah. he in might a couple not be of around,
2: years? But. So, uh, listen, I'm just say where we are, right? I agree to your second point. The second round, if I find you a
0: wide receiver. Yeah, yes, I can. You, and, I mean, George Pickens was the second round. Pick. Yeah,
2: I find, yeah, I find you. I find you one. He had T a lot Higgins of round off round T Higgins second round. But pick. again, you can find requi- a
0: really impact yeah. receiver. Again, it requires
2: somebody to know what they're looking at.
1: Right? And, and we're right. gonna get into, like I said, we're supposed to have Dane Brugler on. Wednesday. He's He'd, terrific. He had to reschedule. He's the athletics draft guy. Yeah. He's gonna come back on with us next I, week. Because
2: I would tell you, dude, even with David Bell, I'm a Big Ten guy.
1: I don't remember David Bell.
0: <laughs> Big ten receiver of the year, beat well, out well, well, of the I don't
2: remember him blazing it up on us, right?
1: Well he's a pos- <laughs> possession guy. Was I a up here. He was their only yeah. option on offense.
0: Blazing it up. There's
2: it's a difference.
1: True. Yeah it's true. And speaking of blazing receivers though, I, there are some other positions that have some depth that I think the Browns will be interested in. I, I think linebacker is another massive oh, need for this it. team. <laughs> as hole. they continue to build this defense, especially how Schwartz wants to run it and, and mo- mobilize that 4-3. If you look at any Schwartz defense, they've always had a roaming linebacker side to side. Edmonds in Buffalo is a free agent, but Levante David's the one from Tampa Bay who I'm looking at. Who If Brady doesn't come back to Tampa Bay, they may break that all the way down yeah. and kind of start a rebuild. David out of Nebraska, he's on his third contract. He's not young anymore, but that dude moves side to side and is always around the football as tackles are being made. He's a guy I think would thrive playing in a Jim Schwartz defense behind a defensive line that contains Miles Garrett and hopefully some of the other guys on that list. Thoughts on Levante possibly being that veteran linebacker they bring in?
0: Yeah, possibly. I think they'll I think they'll look at Anthony Walker at bringing him back if he's healthy. Taki uh, Taki gave him something in the middle that they didn't have before. I think he was better in the middle than he was on the outside. Agreed. So I, the front four to me is more pressing than the than the linebacker you need. I've, I I think I mentioned before I talked to some players who felt like they need a thumper at linebacker. They mm-hmm. need one guy who can come in and thump. And I don't know if they have that guy.
1: It's not Reggie Ragland. I love It is Reggie, not Reggie Ragland. <laughs> no,
0: it's not Reggie Ragland. Uh, so, you know, Alex Wright is a guy getting back to the line that I think he can help. Like I saw enough out of him. I kind of liked it. We've talked about him before on the yeah. show. Um, it was a big leap going from UAB into the NFL. I don't know that they would feel comfortable starting him on the outside opposite Miles. I think that's another route that they'll probably go to free agency to find someone because it's not going to be Jadavian Clowney. He's played his he's last gone. snap. No, no, he, he's no, not. I mean, you on.
1: heard Joe Thomas make a joke about him last night. That was good. Great for yeah, the yeah, Sports yeah, Awards. Yeah. As soon yeah. as Joe Thomas is busting your balls in a Cleveland award event like that yeah. you ain't going you're back. done like you're done nor you're should done. he be back agreed agree. I mean he had two sacks this year let's be honest yeah. he had two sacks
0: so so that I think is a free agent route certainly that you're going to go to find someone uh other other than a trade if you make a trade but I don't know most defensive ends you're not going to find like listen <laughs> Jeron Payne is on my wish list but top end defensive tackles and defensive ends get paid yeah. they're like starting pitching in the in, in baseball once you have it you hold on to it so you're not going to get a premier guy in free agency you're looking for another clowny type well, they got who's at the end of his career they who's got, got, got a Clowney, year or two left
2: they got clowny off off here right and clowny uh he was off injured when we signed him and when he came here you know he was on a it wasn't a make good but it was like a make good like show me what you got right that's how clowny he got. Well, there's a reason why he's on a different team. Every right. Year. So, you're, you're in that market again because we don't have the luxury of saying uh, unlimited checkbook here. We just signing everybody. Right. right? That's not it. Can
4: I throw my two cents in here?
2: Go Please. ahead.
4: So, everybody's talking about the, you know, the top tier splash guys, and that was just cool. But what y'all think about a guy like Sheldon Rankins? Uh, that's a free agent defensive tackle from New York. Or a guy like Devin Bush, who's 24 years old. Now, I like Devin Bush. And uh, Pittsburgh. But DJ Shark at wide receiver. Mike, I was telling you. He's tall, he's fast. We're talking about a guy who can take a top off without costing you a lot of money. What about those three guys?
2: So I, w- I would say this to you, Aunt, uh, Earl. This is, this is what I would say. First of all, when I'm evaluating talent, take the money out the equation. I'm looking at basically your skill level, mm-hmm. right? Because people always get confused with the money and the skill level, trying to equalize them. They, they're not. The, the money comes into place, it depends on what kind of leverage I have against you. So you have to set that to the side. That's a, just a business Two side. Two different of it. conversations. Two different conversations. Get to who, are, who, who your skill level now. Devin Bush, I'm not a Michigan man. Oh
1: really?
2: No, <laughs> at, all.
1: Was at not, all. Not aware of that, Brad. But
2: I knew who Devin Bush was at in Michigan. I don't know who he is he's in this league. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. the
1: Steelers trade up to draft him at 10 in the first round? Didn't they move up in the draft to I get him? Remember.
2: Devin Bush was a problem at Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking for players like that, that have a motor, they have an engine. They're like, okay. And then I really were looking for somebody to say, Oh, I got something to prove out here. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give you i am I'm gonna give you a lane. Here it is. Right. So that's what I'm looking for. That's why I said that it all goes down to who is doing the scouting? Who's in the weeds? Because you have to know the backdrop on these people. What's the story? Do they have a motor? Yeah. Are they are they are they willing to come in here and work? Are they hungry? Are they, are they thirsty? Are they team are they, players? Right?
0: Yeah. You gotta you gotta better know
2: all the details, yeah. Jason.
0: Yeah. I like DJ Shark, but I just think they're gonna go the draft route. I don't I don't think they're bringing in multiple guys. I think it's probably one. I think they're gonna stick with DPJ, stick with Amari, stick with David Bell, stick with Njoku.
1: And but, Jakeem Grant's still on the roster. Jakeem, Jakeem
0: Grant, you know, that's a loss that never gets talked
1: about. And we should talk yeah. about that more. Even yeah. though Ford was fine, and I'll give him a fine in the return game as a kick returner. Yeah. He was solid. I mean, he didn't, I think his as longest as was 39 yards. Jakeem Grant was an elite, elite return man, and they lost that element. I mean, DPJ had a part return touchdown. He turned out to be fine. But, like, that's what Jakeem Grant was as good as anyone in the league at.
0: That's why they – I mean, they I mean, identified they him, him early yeah. in free agency, and that was his role is to be a punt returner. They knew that was the position that needed upgrade. He was supposed to be the return specialist, yeah. who's also a speed guy, can give you something on the offensive side. He's not going to be a feature receiver. Right. But he can give you something offensively, and they lost him early in camp, yeah. and, and he's just sort of been the forgotten guy, and, and what a difference he could have made.
2: Jason, what's the story on Smith and Jake, but Where is but where is he ranked at in here? Oh, he'll be a first-rounder. Yeah, he's early, going to the first round.
4: Late. I seen a mock draft where Philly drafted him with the last pick in the first round.
2: I think he'll go higher than that. Oh my god, if you put in a Smith and Jigba with, <laughs> with Devonta
0: Smith and it's Devonta Smith, AJ Brown and AJ Brown, that's stupid. I think he, I think he'll go higher. If he was that, if he was going to be that low, he would have come back. I agree. You know, if he's that low in the end of the first round to where no, he may fall into the second, no, kids, he would have come back. And these play. kids
2: nowadays they don't care. See, no, you're talking like my era. You you measure where you were going right because there were different segments of how much money you were going mm-hmm. to get right these kids nowadays and this is not just men the women too when they go they don't be, be even paying attention to what this looks like what slots look like
0: i think they still look i think they nah, still I, some of them just jump in to be I, jumping in
2: so if they were happy going in the second round
0: but <laughs> so you think if if he was going to be a second rounder that he still would have sat the entire year yeah that's right if not, he me. thought going in he'd have been a second rounder you i think your point?
1: premise is right but he did sit out because he knew he was going to be absolutely.
0: what What's the
2: who's the, uh, the guy from house State men's basketball last year that got hurt down in New Orleans? Uh, um, uh, Malachi. No, no. Oh, Liddell. did
1: he get drafted? Liddell
2: oh, out of
1: yeah. EJ, E-J Liddell.
2: E-J, EJ Liddell. EJ Liddell. Right. EJ Liddell. This was my case. I'm making to you. EJ mm-hmm. Liddell was not going to be a first round draft choice. He knew that. Yeah. Still, he still went in. I sat there like. Why would you do that? Well,
0: I mean, Michael Red did that years ago.
2: Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't going to be I a mean, first round. Basketball's
0: a little different than he l- football. He
2: lucked into it, right? He had a good career on it, but he lucked into it. I'm
0: just saying, he, G- Smith and Jigma is an elite player who willingly, listen, I don't care how bad the hamstring was, it didn't cost him the whole year. He no. chose to sit. Yeah. And had he, if there was any question about if he was going to be a first, and maybe I'll be dead wrong, maybe he'll go in the second round. But I think he knew he was a lock to go in the first round. I think he's going higher than that. We can ask Dane Brugler. Yeah, I think he's going a lot higher than that. I think he's locked in as a first round pick and that's why he sat. One name to watch
1: if they do go the free agency wide receiver, by the way, I was scrolling through every list I could find yesterday. What was it? McCall Hardman from Kansas City, who has missed some time with injuries. Another guy who's been a little injury prone, but you talk about a speed threat, a speed receiver who could make a difference. Next to Amari Cooper, next to DPJ, who just brings a completely different skill set yeah. than what those two guys have already, it's McCall Hartman, who, by the way, scored a touchdown in each of his final five games he played for the Chiefs this year. He's wow. not back from his, I think it's a hamstring injury or hip injury, but Kansas City does a good job as any team in the league at finding creative ways to put ball in their playmaker's hands, yeah. whether it's reverses, screen passes, trick plays. They did the ring around the rosy play to score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one draws up better plays than Andy Reid in that regard, and you put Hardman on the outside, you can move DPJ Cooper around into the slot, out of the slot, go for a wide. I just think he fits skill set-wise really nicely with what they currently have, and I don't think he's going to be too expensive because he's not a former first-round pick. He's a second-round pick out of Georgia, so it comes from you know, a power program like I know you like, Brad, that has a different skill set than the current guys they already have on the roster. Just throwing it out there.
0: Yeah. I like Hunter kind of Renfro on that list. Guy he that has,
1: obviously has a relationship with Watson. Obviously has a relationship with yeah. Watson
0: dating back to college. There's a yeah. familiarity there. Do you, I, that's I, Listen, Deshaun Watson's going to have a vote And oh, which, no which way they go. Let me ask no you questions. a
1: question about Renfro, though. Are you worried that Renfro, Cooper, DPJ would be the slowest trio of receivers in the history of the NFL?
0: Well, unless it's DeAndre Hopkins, and then that would be the slow. Like, he's slower than – Hop is slower than, than Renfro, Fair. I think. Uh, yeah, that is a concern. They need someone, and that's again why I think they're going to go the draft route to find that receiver. I think all of those; these are nice names to talk about. Yeah. I think it's a. I think that second round pick is probably targeted as a well, receiver. Well, I would tell you
2: that the one thing that you actually said here was is 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 uh, I think spot on. Watts going to have a say here. Oh, oh yeah, because sure. Watts yeah. for all I know, Watts you be in the locker room uh, in the in the in the offices saying, "Man, I can't throw it in. It's going to happen with these
0: dudes. Yeah. These dudes. Yeah, right? if you're they're paying them as much as you're paying like, them, what Watson them. says is going to go if for If Deshaun goes, years. walks in and says, go get me a hop, hop's
1: going to be on hops. this team. A mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. couple things real quick before we uh, bring the quail in. Jason, you struck a nerve. What do you all think about Michael Woods? I think he's probably one or two seasons away, but I think the dude has a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think he showed something to make you want to see more. A uh, late round project type pick, though seventh round pick, right? Yeah, uh, six, maybe seven, maybe it was seven. I, I don't know. It all runs together down there, but I think that they saw enough out of him that they they want him around. Like I think he's he's hundred percent on this team next year, but he's I don't think he's ready for a feature role.
1: I think any guy like that Earl, when they flash potential, it's great to keep them in the rotation. But when you expect something from them on a week to week basis this early in their career. You're going to be disappointed more we, often than we we are reporting.
2: not in that position we're in a position where we tell you we have uh, a immediate field needs that need to be filled that, that, and that you better too. fill them right yeah. and if you want you if you want to do a, a wait and see hope and come strategy good luck to you right because your window and the other people are closing
4: all right so before we bring the quail in shout out to the ucss chat so we asked who is on your cleveland browns free agency wish list Darren Payne led the uh, entire poll with 57% of it. Other was 21% followed by Javon Hargrave and Dalvin Thomason. Now we bring in Dequayle Jackson, the GOAT. What up, DQ? What you got on?
2: What's that? Hey. Hey. what's that? Mike's not working. Yo, Mike,
1: what's up? We're getting no audio. Dequayle, you probably got to log out, log back in. That, that's a VMix issue. It's not on you. Um, just close out, close back on. And then hop or don't.
6: Yeah, uh,
2: you know what I'm saying. I just, I just believe where we are is we have more pieces than people are probably giving you credit for here. And I think you need to add some real pieces here, right? But you can't do it by writing checks. You got to work the system here and fill these voids. And if you fill these voids, I think you unleash things here. I still feel like Grant Delpit has a lot to give back there, right? Agree. I feel like Miles with some defensive line and another Miles has have, another level to get to. Right. Another level to get to, but I got to have another edge guy yeah. and I got to fill up this line. And the other thing that if you if I just give me some linebackers here, this defense can turn the corner here. And then I'm going to make Newsom and Ward whoever's on the and, and uh, uh Emerson, you better become locked down here yeah. cuz I'm going to put you all on an island here. Well, let, me
1: I, you, let me ask you this question then, Brad. Are are the Browns a small puzzle piece or a large puzzle piece away from being on the same tier as Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati? It's
2: not a, It's not small or large. It's a multitude of pieces. They're all different, but okay. you have to plug them, right? You can't sit up here because we, we sat here and ignored what the world was telling us, what the team was telling us. You've got a hole in the middle. They went through the entire season with a hole in the middle, not making a move, not thinking about it, talking about, I got these guys on the sideline, i like, man, these guys, they're not ready for that, right? So you can't ignore it now because now you have to fill these holes because if you didn't have something waiting in the wings here, I could say, okay, I'm going to take a, wait and see flyers, but I've got something of, of quality here that I can unleash if I put it together. But I'm hopeful that Schwartz is in the room saying, listen, this is what you have, this is what we need, yep. and then figuring out how to get the pieces you need.
1: Jason, how do you think that works from a coaching standpoint? When Schwartz comes in, obviously he's familiar with this roster. He's yeah. talked to Stefanski. Does he come in and immediately go to Andrew Berry and Paul DeBetesson and that say, this doesn't work without X, Y, and Z? Or is it a collaboration of, we have this much money, you, we're going to try and get these players, but we also have to focus on other Frankly, areas? Frankly, I,
0: I, I think we're still a little early. I don't know if Schwartz knows what he has yet. He's got here. He's got to watch film on these guys and still identify, You believe that? yeah,
2: man, you, if you're in the business, you know, who people, can, who yes, can play or can't play, <laughs> but do you,
0: do you, does he know walking in the door, well, he don't know everybody today. who he degree. wants, does he know yeah. Perry on Winfrey strengths and weaknesses right now? Does he know no, but he Jordan made... Elliott, what Jordan does best spots it? And, and maybe he has been here long enough. Maybe him and Kevin have had those meetings yeah. already, but I'm just saying those, those conversations have to be had. He has to consume and digest the film and see what they have before he can say let, what he what he really thinks that they need. Let still. me tell you what
2: I think Schwartz does, right? Schwartz says, okay, I, you got these guys. That's great. I don't know them all from Adam. Some of my I do, some I don't. But I do know this dude that was in Tennessee with me. I do know yes, this person who was over course. here with me that can fill the void. He's got guys said, he's familiar and, with. And then he yeah. like, listen, I know they can play, mm-hmm. right? I, I have my utmost confidence that they can come in and play, right? That's what you banking when you bring a guy like and some guy who's been around, who knows talent, yeah, who's seen it work, and figure out now the other side of it. What are Jimmy and them gonna do? Is Jimmy and them gonna go cheap? Jimmy Haslam, I mean, you gonna go cheap here, right? Or you gonna pay some homage to a person that may know something more than you know and say, okay, let me let me help let me help you help me, yeah, right? That's where we are.
0: I don't think they're going cheap. You spend $230 million on a quarterback. You're all well, in. But you're not you, going cheap. Well, I mean, you uh, have to obviously adhere to the cap, so you have to go cheap in certain spots. But I, I don't – I get. I, I have a lot of complaints with this ownership group. Cheap is not, is not one of them. spending is not one of them.
2: When I say cheap is this, right? What's cheap is $230 million for Watson and not filling your hole in the middle. Now you're being cheap.
0: In the middle of the defensive Yes, you're being line. cheap.
2: But,
1: but there is a salary cap that they do have to fit. No, but here, you,
2: know. you don't even address your issue. You're being cheap. Yes, you are. You bought the shiny toy in the window and like, I got this toy. But these other things you got in the toy box are broken.
1: Yeah, but then to keep all your guys that you want to keep, like they're paying Petonio a lot of money, they're playing teller a lot of money. I mean, you can't have. Unfortunately, you can't have it all.
2: Yeah, but here, you got to figure out how to make this thing work. Other teams a- figure agreed. out how to do agreed. it, right? I'm not, I'm not satisfied because I spent $230 million. and think I'm great.
1: Well, that's I'm not. That's my question for you, Jason. I actually don't know how this works, and you might not. I'm not a topologist by any chance, but how easy, to, is, how easy is it to restructure some of these deals with Watson, Cooper, and some of these other guys making a ton of money to fit other players into their salary cap?
0: Eventually, you have to pay the bill. You're just kicking the can down the road. Yeah, that's all. Okay. And they did that with, with Cooper last year. As soon as they traded for him, they restructured his deal. And you kick some of the money over to a signing bonus, lower the annual value, and it frees up low cap space. Teams they, do it all the time. Lucky there you does there does come a point where there's no magic left in the wand, mm-hmm. and you have to start making hard decisions. Is, They're not at is. that point yet. Yeah. They, they will get They're there. They're close. they I, I think They're this close. is. I think this is their last year. <laughs> They're close. This. I think this year is their last year where they don't have to make really hard decisions. I've said it a hundred times. Mm. Paying your guards $40 million is a luxury that you can't have when you're paying your quarterback 50000000 no. million. They're going to have to make a decision between Batonio and Teller at some point. I don't it's think point. I don't think they're there yet. A year from now, I think you're at that point where you have to make a decision. And, you know, if they bring Posick back at center, which, you know, I think they want to do.
1: He's going to get a lot of interest around the league, by the way. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be one of the hottest names in the free agency.
0: But I think he wants to be back here. I talked to him toward the end of the season, and he, the whole reason he chose here to come here in free agency was Bill Callahan yeah. and the strength and conditioning staff. Well, they're still here. So I think he's happy here. He had a great year here. I think he wants to be here. So I, I do think that he'll be back. I don't know how much he's going to get. He's going to get a big raise over what he made last year, though. So now what do you do with Nick Harris? So, it, so that's where I think one of those guards, not this year, but next year you may have to move on from one of those guards and Nick Harris may be your starting you guard. You've got a couple of things. What about
2: Kareem Hunt? What's he going to do with him? He's gone.
0: Who? Kareem's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone.
4: All right, we got Dequell. we bringing him in.
1: Dequell, can we hear you this time?
2: Yeah,
4: can you guys hear me?
1: Gotcha. Yes, sir. Dequell, before we get all into the right. questions, we do have to address some serious allegations against you, my friend.
7: Yeah, uh, listen, listen, listen. I heard him already. I heard Tyb is bumping his gums yesterday on the show. Well, we, had,
1: we have the soundbite, Dequell. For anyone who missed it on yesterday's show, Steve, let's play the soundbite and uh, let everyone know what Dequell has been accused of.
0: <laughs> if you spend any time at all in the 4th Street area, you have seen... Tito coming to a game, going to a game or coming back from a game on his scooter. That's his mode of transportation. Mm. It's hilarious when you see Tito on this thing, buzzing through the streets. Rolling up. He is rolling in (laughs) style. Someone had the gall to steal the thing.
7: Well, we all know it was DeQuell. He's the only person that needed it. You know, (laughs) Dequayle is suffering from Achilles
4: injury, and, you know, he needed to get it. Dequayle was
7: rolling that thing. He probably put
2: some (laughs) rims on it and everything. (laughs) Damn <laughs> Pimp my ride, Yo, that- Pimp my scooter. <laughs> <laughs> the Q, the Q, they said you, the the you dmv would Yo. it. <laughs> hey,
7: listen, hey, listen, I'm a lot of things, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a thief. But I
2: you know what? <laughs> said you did the Baltimore thing
7: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ty our old Tybus, man, because he was he was on the show yesterday just bumping his gums, not really making a lot of sense, trying to defend his boy. Eli Apple today, oh. to the grave. I'm right. like, come on, Tyrus. I had to tell I'm like, come on, Typhus. Like, look, a real friend will be honest with your friend. Hey, All hey, right, hey, he hey, was wrong. Hey, DQ, he made a mistake. DQ, he apologized. DQ, Let's
2: move on. You know DQ, what I mean? DQ, I'm an I'm OSU dude. I was like, uh, Eli. <laughs> right. Eli. Right. How you- <laughs> Eli. Eli. <laughs> Eli. Relax! Right! We got some
0: pop,
7: film,
2: from New, we have film oh. from New York!
7: We have film from
0: New York! Tequeli's not <laughs> even any good! Eli Apple's not even any good! <laughs>
7: I know, I know. He, Jason, listen. He defended him to the. I, I'm surprised you guys had the patience to deal with. But I ended up, turn, I ended up turning it off. I'm like, I can't, I can't hear it anymore. I can't hear
2: it. He, he, he was questioning his own credibility.
7: Yeah, man. Like, the more he kept speaking, the, the more credibility just kept uh, leaving out the door. As his roommate, I'll I, t- I tell you what, having this Achilles, I, Yeah, t- I tell you what, having <laughs> this Achilles, a scooter made all the difference in the world. But I got, I got one honest question for you guys. I don't know who Tito is. Who is Tito?
2: Oh, Terry Francona, Terry Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay, gonna, okay. The was Tito. Tito. The nickname <laughs> is Tito.
7: Okay, got it, got it, got yeah, it. I but, Tito last Listen, night. man, I, I, I like the setup right now. I know Jason and, and, and Brad. You guys are, you know, uh, help, helping the, the rookie over there, oh, know, yeah. McNuggets. But McNuggets, I gotta say, you're doing a, a beautiful job, my friend. That's not easy to sit in that chair Thank and host. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate people.
1: People forget that I did do this as an actual living for a few. Like I know I look six, but from ages one to five, I did I did do TV stuff. So people are always shocked and like, "Uh, oh, you're not the worst I've ever seen at." It. I'm like, "Hey, hey thanks, guy." D- I appreciate D- it.
2: D- DQ. You know when I, when I rolled in the day? You know what it's like.
1: What, I, that? Got, I got the I got
2: the word that Jordan Pippen was sitting out today. So guess what?
1: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to suit up. <laughs> oh, it's me today. I'm the one. <laughs> he's, going, he's going for 82. Bring me the ball today. It's mine today. Going through <laughs> Brad
6: today. Hey
1: DQ, we're talking about free agency needs here. I know I know you tune in and listen earlier. So if uh-huh. you were in Andrew Berry's seat, is defensive tackle, is linebacker, wide receiver, what's the one position you think the Browns need to address first in free agency this year?
7: You know, I know, I know. Everybody's talking about the interior D line, and that's that's obvious. Anyone that has two eyes understand that. But I, I would start looking at someone else to help Deshaun Watson. You know, from a receiver standpoint, I think that's something that. Listen, I think Amari Cooper played well. We're going to have a running game, but if you can somehow get another one A type of receiver, uh, I think that would that would bode well for Deshaun Watson and this offense. So when you you get behind in games. Uh, For whatever reason, you have the you have the skill set on the outside to be able to push the ball down the field. And, you know, you can rely on guys to get open. And, you know, I I think about a guy and I'm not sure what his contract situation is. I know uh, he was he was suspended last year but Calvin Ridley. You know, I think uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, extended his uh, his player option, but he was he was suspended. But I know he he probably won't be a free agent until next year. Jacksonville traded for him this year, DQ. What's that?
1: Jacksonville traded for him. this Oh, morning. that's right.
7: That's right. That's right. They did. They did. They did. So scratch that idea.
2: <laughs>
6: but, uh, <laughs>
7: it was it's uh, a but great I do idea because think...
1: another team did it. So what y'all got like... hanging
2: over there? The Washington Commanders. Oh, y'all got a bunch of receivers over there. Yeah. Yeah. Listen,
7: they, they, we have one. We they, they have one and they're not letting him go. Uh he's a high yeah, he's Ohio State guy. Yeah yeah, t- yeah, yeah. Scary t- yeah, 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 you set you set
2: me up for the
7: I forgot I forgot I'm feeding you that's- today. I'm feeding you today. So <laughs> hey, listen, you have to give up the farm to get him because yes, he's been their offense the last three years and he's explosive. And he's not the biggest guy in the world, but man, he just somehow seems to get open when they don't have a lot offensively. But it's gonna be if I'm if I'm Andrew Barry in that front office. You know, time is of the essence. You don't have time to build and,
2: and, just and said that. you
7: know think you can't <laughs> go out and make a splash. Now you got to you. You've already done that bringing Deshaun Watson in. So there's a level of expectation that that's going to come with this Browns team the minute the 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 next season starts. So you got to look at interior D line definitely. You have to be able to find someone that can at least demand some sort of double team or just be consistent. An available guy that's consistent, a veteran guy, and then you start to, to 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 move down the line with linebackers. I don't trust any of these linebackers we have. On listen, there's some young guys that can help you. That'll be a, a, a stalwart on on special team and be a, a decent backup. But you got to go out. I know you guys talked about Levante Davis being a guy. I'll go as far as saying there's a guy that's probably a little bit more inexpensive. He was over with the Colts, Bobby uh, um, Okereke. I think at I'm saying his name right. He's good. Yeah, he's a guy. He was steady for them. Um, you know, Colts had some issues at the linebacker position. He stepped in, played well, was productive, and he's inexpensive. So I think you got to start chipping away at some of these uh, mm-hmm. big holes yeah. because, you know, quite frankly, to leave yourself some room, so if a, a big-name guy comes and play, you got to be able to make that splash because, quite frankly, they don't have the time to wait. If they don't get it done this year, it's fair to say everyone's going to question everyone in that front office because you've yep. underachieved what the talent
0: this, this team has. Dequell, when you look at all the positions of need, defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, receiver, which is the one that they can fill immediately with the second round pick in an ideal world? Yeah, i, I th- you know what?
7: As much as I want to say defense – you gotta, you you gotta, you gotta help Deshaun Watson. You paid him a ton of money. You he has to at the very least. You have to be able to move the ball down the field and push the ball down the field. So I think I'm gonna agree with you, Jason. I think I heard you said earlier it's receiver. I think you got it. You need a guy that can come in right now and be a difference maker. You missed out on uh, third the third round draft pick. He he's he hadn't showed up all year, right? And I just don't think he was a good fit for him. I I don't know what the case may be, but you got to go out and get a, a playmaker a dynamic playmaker where uh, on the offense side of the ball, and particularly at the uh, receiver position
0: tackles and ends seem to go so much in the first round. By the time you get to the second round, I don't know that you have an immediate day one sure. starter, but I think you can find an immediate day one starter in the second round at receiver. Oh, no doubt.
7: No doubt. When you get drafted, my expectation is obviously first, second and third. For me, those are impact guys. When you, when they step in that building, you're expecting them to contribute. In some fashion or what, what have you? The middle rounds—that's when you you find the diamond in the rough, and that's when your your team, your scouting department, really has done their due diligence and homework to find those those key positions. And and you know, quite frankly, those are your backup guys that can uh, are developmental that can that can develop into a starter. So I think right now is a critical year. If they have to get it right. I know there's some All Star games coming up. There should be the entire front office of the Browns need to be exactly. all over every special every every All Star game that's going on right now to pinpoint who can help them right now. Yeah. DQ
2: DQ in your own backyard of yep. Maryland. There was what's the receiver that was at Maryland that got hurt that had was taking the top off last um, year. Uh, R- Rakeem Jarrett. Is yeah. You talking about Jarrett? Yeah. And what's it? What's yeah. his status? So
7: I, that's a good question. I was actually with uh, Locksley a few weeks ago at the fight. And you know, we I brought some things up, but he, it's it's to limbo with this nil play. There's a lot that goes on there Yeah. I didn't know about in terms of how these guys kind of leverage their position in terms of hey, I don't know if I don't they play this uh, transfer portal card just to generate more nil dollars from you know wherever region you're playing. And I get it, and I get it. But right now, I, I'm, I'm unsure of his status. But he's definitely a guy I'm sure he uh, Loxley would love to have back. But he is a difference maker. A lot of people don't, you know, I know you, you got your guy, uh, Marvin Harrison, Jr., yeah, yeah. at Ohio State, who, who I think is the, the, I mean, he can come out now yeah. and be a, yeah. a top five pick.
6: Yeah.
7: Um, and then that's a huge drop off. Right. Uh, but I do think Raheem Jarrett is one of those guys, like, like Stephon Diggs when he exactly. was in Maryland, he was very under overlooked, but he was very productive in the league and one of the best uh, top receivers in the league right now. But I do think he has the, Raheem Jarrett has the capability of being that guy that goes under the radar that a lot of people aren't talking about. Mm-hmm. Talking Decolle,
1: about. Let's turn back to clocks real quick. Uh, if you were in college right now and could sign an NIL deal with any company, what would have been your perfect NIL deal? Right
7: now? I got I to gotta go back to when I was like 18 years old or something like, you know what? <laughs> Man, you know what? I probably would have took an NIL deal for some pizza back then.
5: That's yeah. how. That, yeah. That's yeah. Lo, yeah. Lo, lo As long as I can get a meal.
7: Because college, <laughs> I'm thinking about those college days, man. It was hard just to get a meal. You know, my family wasn't down the street. My family was in Florida, and I was in Maryland. And it was hard just to get a meal sometimes, man. I lived rough, but all my like, close teammates, if they had it, they had a couple dollars and had some food they would share with me. But, man, I, I would go for some, some Papa John's pizza. It's oh, that yeah. simple for me.
1: And and DQ, you mentioned receivers being able to kind of come in and make an immediate impact more than defensive players. Why is it that offensive players tend to be able to make that transition from college to the NFL more seamlessly and impact the game quicker than guys on the defensive side of the ball?
7: Yeah, I think there's a lot that goes – you know, just thinking about my own experience of the jump from just a defensive mentality, right? Like in college, there was – I call it high school, cover three, high school, cover two, high school, cover one. There was no zone to matching, and there was no, once you, call the, once you call the defense a call based on if a guy motioned or not in college, the defense didn't change all that great. I think when you get to the NFL, now you have more time. There's a lot of moving parts because every year, offenses change. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to prepare for an Andy Reid type of offense where every a lot of misdirection, and you have a guy that, that makes throws off, you know, makes a lot of his plays on off scripted plays. So I think for defense, especially terminology, understanding, you know, coverages and understanding uh, you have to understand what everyone is doing in order to do your job as opposed to the offense. And I'm not taking any I'm not saying offense is any easier, but I do think from a receiver standpoint, I think they build this base a lot earlier in terms of receivers reading coverages. You know, because safety is always disguising. So you've already kind of equipped your, yourself into, um, you know, in that mindset of, yeah, when I get to the NFL, obviously no one's going to line up and say, hey, this is what coverage where There's always some sort of disguise. So they've already been indoctrinated to that. And I think it's, you know, again, it, it's a difficult position to play. I, w- I would have hate to play offense because you 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 just have to. There's no reacting. You know, defensive on the defense side of the ball, I love to react to things that. Uh, don't necessarily go your way, and you have to be a great problem solver in the heat of the moment. And that's one of the beauties, one of the, the things I loved about playing
0: the game. I don't get to talk to you as often as these guys because we're never on the same day. Mm-hmm. So you may have yeah, you man, answered good this. To talk to you, Jason. Yeah, yeah man. You you may have answered this already, and I'm sorry if you did, but you seem to not, not be high on the Browns' current linebacker crop. What do you mm-hmm. what do you think of JOK? What do you do with him? And yeah. what did you think of Taki Taki when he moved to the middle? I thought he was better in the middle than he was on the outside. Is there something no there or do you have to move on from him too?
7: No, no. I think Taki Taki, definitely you can win with him. He was, he was decent in coverage. He was, he was uh, average in terms of, you know, getting off blocks, reading what he see, what he saw in front of him. You know, he did not miss many pulling guards. You can build with him. He's a guy that was uh, a big contributor on the special teams and he, and he contributed uh, Far beyond what anyone probably would have expected, given the, the circumstance of him playing, you know, a lot of defensive snaps. Now with Jok, Jok to me was probably one of the biggest disappointments of this season defensively, because you you look at his skill set, you look at the things he did in college, and you say, man, this if he ties it together, this guy could be a, a household name. Mm-hmm. And as I watched him throughout the season, from the first week to the last week, and I know he dealt with some injuries, and that obviously. Uh, has a huge effect on anyone's anyone's game, and also you got to think about. And I I didn't think about this the last time I, I was talking about it, but I believe he lost his fa- he he lost his brother in the offseason. Yeah, so yeah. he dealt with a lot of things that a lot of you know people don't have to deal with at a very young age. So hopefully he got the proper support in that area. But in terms of his play on the field, I didn't see any progression. I didn't see anything. I mean, I I, I have a notebook around here of how many times he missed a pulling guard in front of him. Probably every time it it, it just was day one things that you coach in college that he's not doing at the pro level. And I don't care how strong, how fast, uh, and how you present on paper. If you're not doing the small things, the small things obviously lead to big things, big plays, big opportunities, and he's not there yet. And so for me, I didn't see enough of the progression, whether it was coaching, whether it was himself, um, um, putting in the work. And I, I have to go back to what I said uh, last week, I, 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 I move on from it. I move on from, it.
6: Hmm. you I'm know, because glad-
7: at best right now, if he has any trade value, yeah, let's not. hope and pray he does. But right now he hasn't shown me enough on the field to say, you know what? He's a guy that we can build a championship and a Super Bowl around. He's a guy that's too inconsistent that because of the front office situation, because this sense of urgency this year, you got to win. And right you got to make tough decisions. You can't you can't afford to have this guy linger around and put him in the lineup, mm-hmm. take him out of the lineup. But I would invest more in Taki Taki right now than JOK. And I know that's hard for some people to wow. to, yeah. to hear, but I just don't see the progression.
2: Let I don't me, see it. Let me ask you this, DQ. So, you know the roster. Mm-hmm. Who would you be moving off of on this roster? Who's not coming back here next year? And that's across the board. offensive side, defensive side. I'm yeah. Kareem Hunt. Uh, you got Clowney. Yeah,
7: yeah. yeah, yeah. Clown, Clowney, we can all agree he's not coming back. He he yeah. pretty much talked himself out of here. And he tried to double back and, and apologize and not offend people. It's like, oh, you realize your market isn't what you thought it was. Right. Um, Kareem Hunt, I think at this point, I don't know what his contract status is, but I, I don't think he's he comes gone. back. I think they have some free guys agent. behind him.
6: Yeah.
7: yeah, he's a free agent. I think you have some guys behind him that, that are deserving of more playing time. Schwartz, uh, you look at Schwartz. Yep, <laughs> you read my mind, Schwartz. <laughs> nah, nah, you, you, you've had a ample amount of time to show, you know, what you can do and what you can be consistent at, I think you move on. I J-O-K. think you move on from him. Uh, JOK, I think you move on. What I mean, about, it's, it'll be a tough call to make, but I think you have to move on. What about the defensive backfield? Oh, man. Is John, so, Johnson, is his, John his,
1: Johnson back, that's the real question.
7: So, I'll be... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm 50-50 with him. But he's got big, tell you cap one number. Guy,
1: big cap He's got 10. a big –
7: what, what's his cap number,
0: Jason? 13-ish, I think. 12, 13. Oh, no.
7: Oh, yeah. You got to you gotta either try to restructure Restructure that, it. Restructure. Give him a chance to restructure. Uh, or you move
0: on. Frankly, you I don't know, know if he wants to this. be here. Like, he's been mm-hmm. here two years. You know what I mean? And you right, know better than right. anybody, you get, you get poisoned a little bit by some of the nonsense that goes on in that building when you've seen it done – other ways. I, and, yeah, and it, I, 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 I don't know this. I'm just saying, I just, I wonder if he even yeah, wants to come back. Yeah. And when, you,
7: when you have a, a big, you know, when you generate that type of, a, a, a salary, a cap number each year, you're, you're looking, they, they look for you to do more than what you did this past year, mm-hmm. but there, there's a guy, Grant Delpit. Mm-hmm. I know he can, he's a young guy. I love his freaking when he's in the box.
5: Be this nice. man is
7: not afraid nice. to throw his body around. Yeah. I love his intensity week in and week out. And he had the same intensity week one as he did week 17. Well, he made so many that.
0: boneheaded plays, though, of like, I know. it's the mental side with me that I've said it before. I hate saying it about a guy, but I don't know how high his football IQ is because it's like, what, what are you thinking? Why would you do that?
7: Right. Well, then you have to go. So with that, so you can build around that. If you're tuned into your team, if you can find a guy that can come in, I remember there was a guy named Mike Adams Mm -hmm. played with him a long time in in, in Cleveland, played with him in uh, Indianapolis. And I remember when I was in Indianapolis, Ryan Grigson, we had a conversation because they were thinking about bringing him in. He was like, what do you think about Mike? I'm like, he will be the quarterback of that secondary. You know, he's not going to go out and make these wild plays, but he's going to be consistent. He's going to be available. He's going to galvanize the guys. And he's going to hold everyone accountable. If you can bring in a guy with that type of credibility, he'll teach a Grant Delphine just yeah. the nuances of the game. And I think a lot of times it gets overlooked. You just plug in, you know, what, is he, what does he run? How tall is he? Has he made big right. time plays? But you can actually, that's part of the the, the development yeah. of bringing another guy in to see how he responds. And if he doesn't respond properly when you bring in a guy that you think that uh, he can learn from, then you, then you, then you start to revisit. Do we need to move on from this guy? And I don't think JJ
0: three is that guy you just described. I don't think that's yeah. No, no, he he doesn't have. He no, he doesn't. The he's teaching not the mentor, practice. you know what I mean? Like that's not. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as that. DQ
1: but. producer Earl's got a question for you, real quick. First of all, you boy, we never talked before, man. So
4: what's going on? Uh, lifelong out. Cleveland, lifelong Cleveland Browns fan. There's a lot of talk on Twitter right now about Browns fans cheering for the Cincinnati Bengals now you've played here for a long time what you Hmm. feel about that what you think about that
7: I mean we've come a long way let's say that (laughs) we've come a long way if Cleveland Browns fans are rooting for anyone (laughs) other than uh the Browns and so that that's what I can say to that but I I don't see any any reason for any Cleveland Browns fans to be rooting for another Ohio team especially right in our backyard but I mean it's hard not to you know listen as a when you start to break down the individual play and players, it's hard not to like a Joe Burrow. I mean, for what you know, Cincinnati was Cincinnati until uh-huh. he showed up. No one, yeah. they, no one, it was, they were they weren't an afterthought. And now here they are in a position to go play for another Super Bowl in what two th- two years. You yeah, know, so back. you know they, they they've done a remarkable job, and it puts pressure on everyone else in this conference. If you can, and right now. The beauty of the Bengals, they still have the top two the top two best players are still in their rookie contracts. So mm-hmm. you better go build around them because they're gonna hit the bank when it's time. Joe Burrow and uh and uh, Chase. receiver. Jamar Chase. Uh, Chase. So yeah. they are in the they're in the luxury seat. This is what every thirty one other teams envision building a team. When you find the guy behind the center and you find a guy that can that can just uh, just is a difference maker at the receiver position. So they, they, they got a good thing going. They're going to be good for a very long time. And that's why I feel like these, these Browns have to get it right and get it right in, in a hurry.
1: DQ, we talked after the show last week. Uh, you gave me a call and mentioned you had spoken to one of your friends who played for Jim Schwartz in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you share a little bit of that conversation with us yeah. about what uh yeah, yeah. told you?
7: Yeah, so Jim Schwartz, he's coached all types of guys. He, he's been, what, this is his 30th year in the coaching ranks, and he's coached small linebackers. He's coached big linebackers. Somehow he's been able to be pretty consistent uh, from a defensive signal caller standpoint. And, and uh, Steven Tulloch, who's a good friend of mine, we left, you know, we, we entered college together. We kept in touch when we played and with shoes on, he's probably five ten, you know, short, short, inside linebacker, stocky guy, but I reached out to him because he had played with him in Tennessee and he had, he's, he said a number of great things about him. He even called went as far as calling him a father figure. And he was like mm. he was gonna be intense. And I, let me pull up the uh, the because it was a very long, very very long text message. And I couldn't believe it. Anytime guys reach out and respond in that manner about a coach, you know, you know, you know, That's you have lot. something good. They mean so it. Yeah, they be mean it. a father figure, he mentioned when even when he left the the Titans, um, when Schwartz was in Detroit, he brought him to Detroit, and ultimately brought him to Philly. So that's a guy that Jim Schwartz relied on and they have mm-hmm. a really good bond. Mm-hmm. And those are the coaches that you want. Those are the yep. coaches that those remind the me, they, they, they relate to players, the mm-hmm. players relate to them and they know how to at the very least, you know, make you feel like the defense is part of yours, right. you know, right. and, and that's been my experience. Any coach I've ever played for that i vouch for from a defensive um, a coordinator standpoint They've somehow figured out a way to make guys feel like we have ownership within the the defense. Yep. Uh, what we want to run on first and second down, what type of pressures we want to run. So I feel like he's he's done a great job of utilizing what he wants to do, and with 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 um, obviously getting feedback from from his players.
0: How much say will he have, and who comes and who? We were talking earlier about Deshaun. Deshaun, yes. I think is going to have a good, a loud mm-hmm. voice and mm-hmm. what receivers are here. So how much will Jim have the freedom when you have a new D.C. come in? How much do they get input on who they're coaching?
7: Yeah, I think that's part of the reason he w- he was brought in. Obviously, we, we, we can probably all agree, Kevin Stefanski is an offensive guy. He wants nothing to do with the defense. So yeah. you have to bring in CEO type to run the defense. And I think they brought him in because of some of the holes they have from the D-line standpoint, because Jim Schwartz has, has coached some some top-end, all-pro, perennial pro bowlers at that position. So he knows what it should look like. And I think it'll be if they can communicate that and actually give him uh, the keys to say, okay, what does a Browns D-lineman look like in order for our defense to really reach its full potential? So I feel like if not, I feel like that's you're working backwards. You're working against yourself. Why not use 30 years of experience to your advantage and teach everybody, not just... On the defensive side, but Kevin Stefanski, this is what good defenses look like. This is how you can, um, you know, attack certain defenses. Just to have him in the building, in my opinion, will not only help the defense, but also help Kevin Stefanski game plan against some of these, you know, tough uh, defenses that he's going to face. And uh, I, I think it's just an asset. If you don't utilize him in every facet that you can, I think you're working backwards and ultimately we'll be talking about what the Browns have a history of doing, unfortunately kicking everyone out and bringing a new regime in and and giving them two or three years and then kicking them out. And it's just the same repeat, vicious cycle over and over again.
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
7: But I do think they got it right with Jim Schwartz. You needed a CEO-type defensive coordinator to come push these guys to reach that full potential.
1: That is Dequell Jackson, Browns Hall of Famer, Florida High School, I think Seminole High School, is that right? Yep, some some high, school? high school. Look at that Where to go, McNuggets! You know,
7: I, you know what? Jay, Jay told me uh, really quick. Jay told me he worked in the St. Pete area he as did. a director of I don't know some publication down there, but yeah. I could I couldn't find him. I couldn't find him, so I don't. We, we got to fact check
6: that.
7: <laughs> right, fact
0: check <laughs> he's inflating that resume again. I know,
7: I know. I know he's sick and throwing up, so I hope he feels better. But you know, I don't know. I got to check so my
2: you facts. He said Jay put a Santos on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Santos Jay. DQ. Appreciate oh. as always, my friend. We will see you next week as we preview the Super Bowl. So, sir. All right, so, all you, right sir. man. All you man. See ya.
6: Yep, take care.